Do you remember the name of the last self-improvement book or business book you read? What do you remember learning from it? What are you doing differently now because of reading that book? Unfortunately, most people cannot answer those questions, at least not to any degree of satisfaction. How about the last seminar or training event you attended? I have been involved in educating people for decades. Unfortunately, most of that training never really sticks. So why do companies spend over $80 billion a year on training? Welcome, Seeker, to the 5 Keys of Success podcast, where we discuss how you build a wildly successful business without sacrificing your relationship with your family, your health, or your sanity. My name is Brian Lovegrove. I'm a leadership developer and results coach. I specialize in working with entrepreneurs, business owners, going from owning a job to owning a thriving, growing business that doesn't require all your constant presence and attention. And I want to welcome you to another episode of Ask the Coach. Today, I want to answer the question, why do you call yourself a leadership developer and not a leadership trainer? Now, a little disclaimer here, I am speaking in the general terms about business training in general, primarily in the leadership, soft skills, and personal growth arenas. So what is the purpose of sending you and or your staff off to a leadership or customer service conference? Let's say it's a two-day event that's out of town. Assume that the tickets for the event are $1,000, travel and other expenses are, say, $500. Then you pay the employee for their time and say that's another $500. You've easily invested over $2,000 in real dollars to accomplish what? What was the desired outcome that you wanted from that event? And how are you going to know that sending that person to that event was worth the investment. Most people don't answer these questions before handing over their debit card and spending the money. The training industry has refined a great system of filling hotel conference room with hundreds of people, pouring tons of information into them so they feel like they're drinking from a fire hose, and then giving them a piece of paper at the end saying they're trained or certified in whatever was taught. They provided a great experience. It was fun, it was exciting, it was even inspiring. But did they get that person to change and grow? I've been a part of this industry for a long time and I have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to gain that information and that experience. But rarely is there any real experience in using the concepts and strategies in those events. The good ones might put on some role playing or have some exercises that you do that deepen the understanding of the strategy. But does that achieve the desired results? Well, if your desired results is to develop the skill set, to grow in my experience, the answer to that question is a resounding no. Maybe you see a little bit of improvement for a brief period of time, but rarely anything long-term. Now, I don't have time to go into the reasons why this happens, but I think you will agree with me that most of the training doesn't stick. At best, it can serve as a catalyst for the person to take in the information 
and then begin to practice it over and over again on their own until they get good at it. I've spent a good portion of my career as a teacher and trainer. I taught computer skills, personal development, soft skills, and others. I loved watching that light bulb go off in my audience faces. I loved sharing that knowledge that would help them become better. But in the end, unless they picked up the ball and ran with it after the training was over, it was lost. Which is why I chose to pursue the coaching path as opposed to the training path. I want them to grow into the best versions of themselves that they can be. And this is also the reason why I call myself a leadership developer and not a leadership trainer, because I do things differently. I saw a tremendous need for quality leadership across the board. So many people are thrown into a leadership role because they're good at what they do, not because of their leadership ability. I also saw that most leadership training only introduced the concepts of leadership but didn't give people the time to learn to use and develop those skills over time. Over time. That's the challenge in the industry. Most training is a few days at most, but time is needed to develop the skills, to try to work them out in the real world and figure out how they really work in that individual's current environment plus the ability to get help when it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to. This is why my workshops are usually two to three months long. They're usually two-hour sessions each week where we give you enough information to get a good grasp and handle on the ideas and concepts we're talking about. And then we give you specific action items to work on that allow you to practice the concept throughout the week. And then you come back to the next meeting and share your experience. We talk about what worked, what didn't, and then how to do it better in the future. Then we add another block of information to stack on top, again, with the action items to work on. So you spend three months developing the skills and abilities, not just being exposed to them in a classroom. Does it take more work and effort? Yes. Does it cost more? Probably. But if you and your people leave the program implementing the strategies taught in the course, is that not worth all that time and effort? You bet it is. We see a much higher level of growth in the participants than those that just go to a seminar. It is the most effective when the participant has invested in the program themselves because they are more committed to do the work, to complete the action items because they know they wrote the check for the investment and that they will lose if they don't follow through. Too many times, businesses are throwing training at their people, hoping and praying that something will stick. That's called the spray and pray method. It's not very effective, but for most, that's all they know how to do. They don't realize there's a better, more effective way to accomplishing the goal of growing yourself and your people. Now, since I want to make this practical and usable for you, please take a few moments in answering these questions. Number one, what skill or habit do you need to work on? This is something that if you did it consistently would dramatically improve your life. 
take a moment and get really clear on what that is. And if you're an employer, ask that question for each one of your team members. What if they learned one skill, one habit would make a significant difference in their performance? Number two, commit to study and practice on that skill or habit for the next 90 days. Focus on that exclusively. Put everything else aside. Just that one thing as your focus of your growth for the next 90 days. Do something every day to practice it and seek to improve and grow. It doesn't have to be something huge. It could be something simple that you do for five minutes. Or maybe it could take 30 minutes. Number three, we encourage you to start small. Don't bite off more than you can chew at once. For example, don't say you're going to go out and run a five miles a day for the next 30 days when you're ready to pass out before you hit the fifth block. The goal is to develop the habit. The objective is to become a more consistent runner. So you start with the goal of getting out the door in your running clothes. That's it. And then have you run as far as you can go and then walk for a ways farther. As you continue, you will develop the ability to run farther and longer. The power doesn't come from being able to run a lot or a long distance. The power comes from running consistently. Too many people believe that just reading a book or attending a seminar will solve their problems. But learning is not enough to make lasting change. You must do the work of practicing the idea and the strategies until they become your new normal behavior. And that takes time and effort that most people aren't willing to do because they're going to go through the process of trial and error. They're going to fail. They're going to make mistakes and they're going to look silly and they're going to go through all of that pain before they get to the other side. But you have to be willing to go through that pain in order to reach the other side. And I think you're willing to put forth that effort. You are a seeker of excellence, and you're going to commit to your growth and success. I want to thank you for spending this time with me. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. If you have any other questions or comments on this show, please drop us a note in the 5 Keys of Success Facebook group. Please specify you were listening to episode 15. I do take a deeper dive on this topic as well as the five keys of success in my free masterclass, Become Unstoppable, which you can find a link to in the show notes. If you're interested in learning more about developing yourself and or your team, then let's talk. I reserve a few slots on my calendar each week to give people like you a complimentary discovery session where we get on a Zoom meeting and we explore where you are, where you want to go, and how to help you get there. You can see if there's a convenient time available at visitwithbrian.com. We have plenty of resources and additional information at the5keysofsuccess.com. Please join our email list so that you can make sure that you get the latest updates and announcements if you haven't already. It's been a pleasure, my friends. Have a great day, and as always, pursue excellence.
You have been listening to the Five Keys of Success podcast, a Love Grove Limited production. All rights reserved.